You are listening to the Mythical Jesus Podcast, taking the Christ of faith seriously. A podcast that dives into faith development, cognitive development, using Jesus as the framework for that. We dive deep into the Jesus of the New Testament, showing him as the preeminent example of development and what that development looks like. Buckle your seatbelts. Sit back, enjoy the ride. This is going to be a lot of fun because diving into the Jesus narrative has never been done like this before. You can visit our website at christoffaith.org. On the site, you will find tools, resources, documents to help you in your faith development and to better understand Jesus, the teacher, and his role in that. And now, on to what you've been waiting to hear. Welcome to the Mythical Jesus podcast found at ChristofFaith.org. That's the website, ChristofFaith.org. I'm your host, Bill Real. Grateful for this chance for you to be here today as a listener and appreciate each of you who tune in to the Mythical Jesus podcast. Today, we're going to dive into Mark chapter 3 and think about it. Here we are. This is episode 18, and we're not even a full three chapters in to the New Testament. Isn't this amazing? Like you can look at the scriptures with new eyes and see insights and ideas and concepts there that no one's ever spent time on. Specifically the idea of taking all of these things collectively. Also, I hope you're going to appreciate Uh, We recently did an episode where we shared some audio from Jordan Peterson and had a conversation around that. Upcoming in a few months, you're going to see an interview with John Shelby Spong, Jack Spong, who is a renowned author, uh, a liberal uh, Christian who offers a new way in which to see the New Testament, to see the Jesus narrative, but still a story and a faith that has power to change people. I hope you enjoy that. Today, we're going to spend time here talking about Jesus appointing the 12 apostles. Mark chapter 3, starting in 13. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Bonerges, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now I realize I'm not a biblical scholar, uh, at least not a professional one. Uh, I hope that I pronounced each of those right, and I hope that you'll forgive me when I make such mistakes. So Jesus calls the 12. Now here's what's crucial. Let's not fool ourselves that these are the only people that Jesus is spending time with. In fact, we're told in the scriptures that he had many disciples, male and female. Yet, the scriptural story says he picked these 12. Jesus called to him those he wanted. If we're going to accomplish things in this world, if we are going to be of help to humanity, if we're going to make the world a better place, we are in need of people around us whom we trust. 
and in whom we can be authentic and vulnerable. We need friends we can both trust and who trust us. Sadly, most of us are lucky if we find one person that you can do this with. You see, in this world, specifically within tribal groups, and religion falls deeply into that, we often have to choose between belonging and authenticity. We show the group what we want them to see so that our outward appearance and behavior matches what is acceptable to the group. And we're now one with them. We belong. But at some point in life, we often feel like that belonging is causing us harm because it does not allow us to be authentic. Many of us move into a space where we say, look, belonging was great and all, but it also comes with some pain pain that I'm no longer wanting to deal with. So I'm going to sacrifice or risk not belonging to be more authentic. When that happens, many will put distance between them and us, seeing that we no longer fit the tribe. We're no longer one of them. This is the way that the world has organized itself, and it's evolutionary. When you think about the tribe survival, how a tribe survived 50,000 years ago, it was important to establish who's us and who's them. So we labeled people based on how they looked, the color of their skin, the area that they geographically resided in. We came up with how we knew who was us and how we knew who was them because us needed to survive. And, and sometimes that meant them needed to die. Us needed to have food, which means sometimes them needed to starve. And so here we are in 2018, and people are still homophobic. People are still racist. People are still sexist. People still label and stereotype. People still have bigotry and prejudice. This is the way we place the world into categories and labels so that we can make sense of the world. And yes, even in 2018, still survive. Look at the wars. Look at Vietnam. Look at World War II. Us versus them. Good, bad. Such categories are black and white. And they fail to see that we're all human. But when we wake up to the fact that our authenticity matters more than our belonging, we are lucky if we find one person who we can be ourselves and belong. This authenticity and vulnerability between two people's beautiful. And if you hit a gold mine, you find three or more who hold this sort of space for you. Belonging versus vulnerability. Jesus, at every turn, risks, lays on the table, willing to sacrifice his belonging in order to be vulnerable, in order to be authentic. He calls these 12 people that he trusts. These are the ones he sees himself being able to be authentic with, at least the most authentic with. But we ought to recognize at least a foreshadowing that even as we pick those that we trust and believe that we can be authentic with, that there's always the risk that we will be betrayed that someone in that circle of trust 
won't be being vulnerable and authentic with us. And such even happens to the Christ. It's my hope that each of you as listeners, that you have somebody in your life that you can be vulnerable and authentic with and that you belong with. In a perfect world, you would have a bunch of those people. But in order to find them, you have to start. Somebody in the group has to be vulnerable. Somebody has to be authentic. If you're going to attract others who say like, look, I see it. He's doing what I want to do. He's doing what I want to be. She's being vulnerable. She's being authentic. I was thinking the same thing. I didn't want to say it. Somebody has to set the bar. Until next time, I'm Bill Real. This is the Mythical Jesus Podcast at ChristofFaith.org. Please check out the website, ChristofFaith.org, for the resources, books, articles, websites that can help you both see Jesus as the model of development, as well as have the resources to understand and to enter the developmental journey yourself. See you next time. Fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing.